what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the PCN Podcast. My name's Brazilian. Alongside me, that managerial change, AJ outs in full effect. We got Dorsey. Along with us today, we got The Water's Not Safe, Jakub, Evan, Lego Dog, Magic, and Vape. Today's sponsor is the PCN Late Night League. Trying to get them EGN boys over here because that league's going bye-bye soon. Anyways, Super League. Dorsey, you want to start us off? Yeah, uh, it's good to be back. It's been a little while since I've been able to do this, but let's just get right into it. Nothing has changed at the top. River Plate are just keeping that pedal to the metal. They're first place, 56 points, 14 ahead of second. They've got 56 goals, best in the league, 13 against, best in the league. Eric and Kiwa are, are really doing the work up top. They got Evan Peanut quick holding it down in the back. Really good midfield play all around. The only points they've dropped this season were a draw against PSG and Young Boys, two teams in the lower half of the table. A little, little questionable, but you know if they keep at this pace, it looks like it won't be a repeat of last season. I, and I don't know if there's a team yet that is kind of showing what Orlando did last year. But um, Evan, are you guys how, like are you guys just feeling like you got it in the bag, or is there worry that last year may happen again? We take it a game by game, man. You know, we we haven't faced a lot of adversity this season. You know, we still got like what eighteen games left in the season. Um, when we when we drew the young boys at halftime, Tom was already saying we're about to choke, we're about to choke the league, and we we're like, dude, it's only halftime, and still a long way to go in the rest of the season. So, you know, there, there, there's sometimes panic during the games, but you know, we try to stay composed and you know just do what we do. Are there any? Uh... Any potential issues you see, like if if it, if something does go wrong, like is there any is there anything you can think of that maybe would stand out as like a reason you guys might start to falter? Uh, I say if we take our first loss, uh, you know we, we've gone twenty games unbeaten. You know that's that, that's a lot of games, and once we take our first L, you know I think it's gonna make a lot of people angry during the game and you know start blaming each other. And but you know we just try to keep it together. You know. Stay composed and fucking just try to finish out the season strong. Evan, let me join us right at the hashtag Glory Hunters. <laughs> I soak in retro pack, man. Yeah, I don't know. They dump shipped from Juve to River Plate, I guess. You know, they're not really going to get any playing time. You know, there's no point in us changing what we got. You know, we went, haven't lost a game yet, so we're playing well. There's no, no need to, to change that. So they're just backup players for now. Well, moving down the table, looking at the contenders who are fighting for second right now, it's a really jumbled up race. So in second right now is Man City, my team, uh, second with 42 points, 48 goals, which is second in the league. The issue is that the 25 goals conceded is kind of middle of the pack this year. Our defense definitely at times could be a little bit tighter, and I think that's where we've dropped some points that's kind of been the issue. But we've been on a really good roll. Started with two wins, three draws, and a loss in our first six games. Since then, we have 11 wins, 3 draws, and a loss, which in some seasons would be title contending form. It's just right now with River Plate not dropping points, it's just going to be hard for us to to really bridge that gap. You know, I think our chemistry has gotten much better as the season's gone on. Um, there's definitely... We figured out some of the lineups and combinations that work best. It's We're not perfect, but I'm feeling pretty good about where we are. Just, I'm just hoping River Plate start to drop some points and we can get on a run and maybe make it interesting. If I may ask, you guys do make it seem like River Plate are incapable of dropping points. And Evan, that is no disrespect to your team, but it's a long season. And exactly. for a team to 
you know, it's one thing for a team to think that they can go every game in the season unbeaten and to try and make a run for that. But the odds of that happening, there's just so much that could go wrong. I'm just so surprised that obviously Liverpool, Liverpool, River Plate are a team that can easily do it. I believe they can, and they're in a position to, you know, it's theirs to mess up at this point. But I just, it's... It's a little. It's a little early to say that they've won it already. It's just exactly. You know, Take what five L's. The rest of these eighteen games, you know, that's, everybody's back in the game. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not saying I think it's over. I'm not saying we our our, state, our team thinks it's over. And and when, you know, no no disrespect, but like when we played you, there was a lot of shit that went down in our first game, like a lot of just shitty FIFA stuff. And like, yeah, you guys are yeah. a good team, but like. I, from playing you, like I think you've been the best this season. I think you right now are the best, but I don't think your team is unbeatable. Like not going to drop points, and so exactly, you know, we don't we don't go into games thinking we're going to win every, game. just like slaughter them. You know, we just try to play our game, play well, play good defense. You know, pass the ball well, and you know, put in put in two two or more goals. I, you know, I tell the guys, you know, if we put in two goals, we're going to win this game. Uh, our defense is really good, and you know, we got a CDM holding it down, Twinkie. Uh, we're just a good, good defense. That's where it starts, man. Yep. That's what I always tell them. Well, sitting in third, just behind Man City, is a team I think a lot of people thought were going to be the favorites going into the season. That's Juventus, who've started to put it together again after a bit of a slow start. You know, they're they're playing well, but just not at the level I think people expected when they looked at this team going into the season. The two things that kind of stand out to me are that they only really have one player who's played more than, I think, like 11 or 12 games. Like, they've been rotating a ton this season, I think, because of it, because availability and trying to give everyone a look. And I think that's maybe just led to a lack of consistency. And you look at some of the new strikers and attackers they brought in, they haven't been maybe as good as people thought they were. And then I look at them, and Italiano Mokro have only combined for 19 games, but they have 25 goals in those 19 games. So... You know, maybe maybe this is a team that should have kept things a little more like the same as it had. I mean, even though they didn't win it last year, I think I think perhaps they brought in too many too many players this season. It kind of messed with things. Anyway, in fourth, uh, tied with them on thirty nine points is Atlanta United, who've been one of the surprises in terms of their holding pattern there at the top of the league. Uh, I think people expect them to be good, but you know, top three, top four is you know that's that's a really good season for them. I think. Pretty good offense, very good defense, second best defense in the league. Roberto, Makino, and Swifty in the attack have just been on fire. The three of them are lighting it up. But they were on a really good run and then just lost 3 nothing to Inter and 1-0 to Chelsea last night. So not exactly sure what happened there. They had been in second before that, but that's still a team I think at this point I think we can all expect to be in the race for top four. Behind them are Bayer Leverkusen, who at this point look like they're the most consistent of the newly promoted teams. They're sitting in fifth, also on 39 points. Not as good of a goal differential, and that's mainly due to their lack of scoring. Only 29 goals in 20 games is the worst of any team in the top eight. And so I think this is a team that has a really solid defense. They've got a solid foundation, good chemistry, but I think they're just missing a little bit of firepower up top, which is keeping them from maybe breaking into second place, you know, challenging a little further up the table. And then in sixth place, we've got Manchester United, 38 points, sixth place. Uh, Big Auto Magic are doing bits up top. They've got all the goals, all the assists. But my issue, maybe, you know, Magic, you can elaborate on this, is it seems like you're the only two who are kind of scoring and assisting. No, I mean, 
honestly, our team is uh, is doing well. Like the stats aren't honestly doing justice for the work that guys like Talentless and Jugs and Cream Cheese and defense. I mean, it's really not it's really not doing justice in terms of stats because they're really setting B God and I up to get these assists and goals. I feel like we're going to move up the table. Probably get into the top three because uh, our teams were clicking. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I know you guys are saying that me and B God are creating everything and, and getting all the stats, but honestly, our our team is doing work. Like they really are. They just not in terms of the stats. Y'all have eight draws, so I know it's a good team. And like, I was just wondering, like, because I haven't watched all your games, I was just like, I figured the players were playing well for you to be up where you were. Just the stats weren't showing that, so that's fair. But like, y'all got eight draws, and so. At some point, if you guys can start turning those draws into wins, I think you can push on. But if you keep, has it been like you know letting leads go, or has it just been unable to get that goal to go ahead? Like, what's been the reason behind all those draws? Uh, it's been a combination of letting leads slip and falling behind too early, and just you know guys just getting away from their game in terms of like panicking or you know just not trust their play. But I mean, the talent is there, and that's the and that's the beautiful thing. Is like we actually have good players. Uh, we just got to pull it all together, and I think we'll be fine. Like, you know, we're going to play a lot better, and we're going to be a lot better. Got to see what happens, but you know, I know we're better than a lot of teams we've played, and you know, we're we're starting to show it. Moving on, we'll kind of touch on one more team, and then we'll kind of get into some groups because uh, there's some separation below. But the last team kind of hanging in there in the top seven right now is Schalke who at the beginning of the season on the first podcast, I was sort of saying, you know, I don't know. This team can maybe go to relegation. They could be mid-table. I just didn't really know about them. I think halfway through the season, 36 points, seventh place, they've proven that they're a quality team. 34 goals, 20 against, you know, just well-rounded. I I don't, they haven't been consistent enough or gotten good enough of a run to really make me think they're going to push too, too high up. But I think, I think their place in sort of the top seven or eight is, is pretty secure at this point, as long as they keep doing what they're doing. So, um, but shout out to you guys, a lot of new people to PCN or some people hadn't been around in a while. Just good on you and making us talk about you. And then next we'll kind of get into a couple, there's three kind of groups from here. Teams that are close together. So Leon in 8th, Inter in ninth, Roma 10th, Benfica 11th, and Arsenal in 12th. All separated by 4 points. That's kind of your mid-table right now. I think a couple of these teams maybe thought they'd be a little bit higher. I think a couple of them are probably pretty satisfied with what they are. Are there any teams in there that you think are kind of the best of that group of 5 that have the best chance of pushing on and, and challenging for a higher spot? Uh, I think Arsenal's got a pretty solid team. Their defense is good. They just got to improve their offense. I think they got, you know, fine filling and striker. I don't know who their strikers are and probably not any good. I think Inter and Benfica got, or Benfica especially got for such a good start and um, that they thought they were a little bit hotter shit maybe they were and it led to some issues and beat on step down and all that kind of nonsense. But I think teams like Arsenal and Inter as well, newly promoted essentially. I think perhaps they got some good starts and they thought Maybe Super League was a little easier than it has been for them. Um, I, like I've said before, like there's nothing wrong with being promoted and finishing mid-table in your first season in the new league. But, you know, we'll see. I, I think at least one of these teams is going to push on, and at least one of them is going to try to is going to fall from here. So we'll kind of see who, who that ends up being. 
And then our next group is the 13th to 17th. So that's PSG, New York City, Liverpool, Young Boys, and Bayern. So these are all the teams currently not in the relegation zone, but probably not all super happy with where they are this season. PSG is about where they were last season. I think this is maybe where they're going to be until they can keep better talent. New York City and Liverpool have stepped a little bit down the season from where they were last year. Both those teams in okay spots, but probably wish they were a little higher up. And then Young Boys and Bayern just trying to stay out of that relegation zone. So out of those five teams, I think Young Boys, uh, they've got the worst defense in the division, and Bayern have the second worst offense. I think out of that group of five, those are the two that are kind of most likely to be dragged into a relegation battle if it happens. But I know both teams have also still been adding new players and trying to make sure that doesn't happen this season. And then right now, the relegation picture is looking like Lazio, Chelsea, and Orlando, all with 9 or 10 points. All with pretty poor goals for, goals against, consistency, there hasn't been much, they're not in good form. Both teams have tried to recruit some new players lately, trying to trying to get things going. I honestly... None of these three teams to me is horrendous. Like some some years, there's been some teams at the bottom of Super League that have just been awful, and you just know you're going to be every game. I don't think any of these three teams are just completely the worst things I've ever played, but they're also just clearly not good enough most game days to pick up the points they needed. So it wouldn't shock me if those are the three that go down. Does anybody think it's going to be a different group of three? To be honest, I don't even remember playing any of those teams except Chelsea. Chelsea, um, they didn't look too good. Played them, but then they smacked Atlanta. Got them out. So anyway. I don't know. Out of these bottom three, I just can't really see anyone else. Yeah. I mean, if you take a look at Young Boys, their goal difference is third worst in the league. So I think if one team would be a candidate drop, it would be a team like that who lets up the most goals in Super League so far. If they can't fix that defense, they're definitely in danger of falling down. So I know they were recruiting for some defenders, defensive mid, stuff like that. And so they signed a couple of players before uh, last night, and they won both their games last night in the league. So to not get relegated, you don't have to put together a superstar team all of a sudden. You just got to fill the holes that are really bad. And so yeah, it seems like there might be a team that's that's working on that. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to tell during the transfer window what could happen. You know, don't I wouldn't sleep on any of those teams who made new signings. Chelsea smacking Atlanta United, so. It's the halfway point, so this is sort of just a first half kind of breakdown. Anything can happen, there's half the games left, but it's also like the teams that have set themselves up well, like a river plate, and the teams that have put themselves in a bad position, like these bottom three. You know, they just you got work to do, or you just got to kind of maintain where you've been. So that's that's sort of where Super League is at right now, midseason. We'll do a quick little look at some of the cups that have been going on before we get to League 1 and League 2. So Group A, um, really competitive group with the top three. Napoli's kind of hanging out there in fourth, but River Plate's qualified with 11 points. Juventus is in good shape with uh, 10 points and a plus six goal difference, and they play Napoli in the final game day. So Inter, even though they're technically alive with seven points, I don't see them beating River Plate and Juventus losing to Napoli. So I know River Plate's dropped a, has a couple draws in the Royal Cup. Evan, um, has it been? How how kind of adjusting to those games after the league games been working for you guys? Um, for those World Cup games, we usually try to put in our backups, you know, and let them get some playing time. 
like uh, Maldini or not Maldini, uh, PX Dabala, um, Jakowski. Uh, we let Retro and uh, ISO couldn't play last week, so took another draw to Juventus. You know, we just try to you know just try to qualify for the for the cup or qualify for the next round, and that's when we start putting our best lineup out, yeah. trying to get some players playing time. Yeah, I think it was it was looking like a very competitive group, but I think I think it ended up that way. I think it's a good showing from Inter. I don't think they were expected to make it out, but um, to even be alive on the final game day is pretty good by them. Group B ended up being a really interesting group because all four teams are in like the bottom five or six in Super League, so it's just kind of the relegation looking teams kind of beating up on each other. So three teams still alive: Young Boys in first with eight. Plus four goal difference. Liverpool second with eight, plus one goal difference. Orlando in third with seven, minus three goal difference. So Young Boys and Liverpool play each other, and then Orlando plays New York City, who's already eliminated. So any two of those three teams could end up getting out of there, depending on the results. I don't think any of those teams is probably going to be a serious contender for winning it all, but you can get out of your group, you can qualify first, get yourself a decent matchup. You know, you just never know with these cups. Group C is the only group that's basically settled. Uh, Manchester United are first top of the group with 13 points and Ajax to play, who are, they're not going to have too much of an issue with based upon Ajax's results in the Cup so far. And then Lane United are going to be coming out of there with 10 points. Last group, uh, Group D, Bayer Leverkusen are qualified with 10 points plus three goal difference. And then the last three teams, it's been a really crazy... That's the group that I've been playing in with Man City. It's been a very... Even group with these games, these games have been absolutely insane. Every single game, you have no idea what's going to happen. So, currently, Man City's in second with seven points. Benfica's third with six points, zero goal difference. And then Barcelona's in fourth with six points and negative four goal difference. So, we play Bayer Leverkusen on Sunday, and then Benfica and Barcelona play. So, we need a win to secure uh, going to the next round. If we win, we would pass them and go into first, so I feel like they will be motivated to put out a good team and play us even though they're qualified. Benfica and Barcelona obviously going to be going at it to, to try to get out of there and qualify, so I don't know what's going to happen. If we do our part and we win, you know, we'll be through, but it wouldn't shock me to see any kind of combination of results based upon the way this group has gone. I think in, at first I wasn't sure how this group would go, but it's, it's actually been a lot of fun. A couple of frustrating results in there, but, you know. I think this is sort of what you want in a group is everyone alive on the final day. And then briefly talk about the results of the last round of the League Cup. So we're into the quarterfinals now. Obviously, we'll be off next week for Thanksgiving, and then we'll have the rest of the rounds after that. But Lyon with an upset over Atlanta United, 4-2 on penalties. River Plate took care of business, 3-0 against Atletico. Bayer Leverkusen beat Benfica, 4-1. Man U took care of Young Boys, 3-1. Tottenham beat Napoli 4-1. Man City, we lost 2-1 against New York City. Just didn't have a very good night. Arsenal-Valencia still haven't put the result in, but I feel like Arsenal probably won that, but we'll obviously know once they put the result in. And then I think the shocker of the round was Chelsea beating Minnesota 3-2 on penalties. Jakub, what's up? Fuck off. (laughs) What happened? Uh, You know, coming from such a great team like ours, a lot of these guys already won the cup, and we're like, bro, we don't fucking care about that shit. So then we put our backups in. Did yeah, good, good, good for you guys, Chelsea. Hope you're happy with your win. Did you uh, the triple play? Yes, triple did play. All right, there you go. He's not lying. <laughs> yeah. 
Right, yeah, good good luck in the next round, Chelsea. So that's our cups. That's all I've got for my hosting duties tonight. Uh, Brazilian, ready to talk some? Oh, I am excited to talk about League One because right now League One has become the drama cesspit of PCN. Dun, dun, dun. So basically, Minnesota are in first. Not surprised. They kind of have a really good team. And we're in second, but we can't take a loss because we're all bitches. So everyone on our team decided, hey, uh, Milan's probably parking the bus. So they went after them. And turns out they weren't parking the bus. But while digging for that investigation, it turns out that B-Don's drunk ass never actually released uh, the Benfica players because they did an in-house managerial change. And the rules state that you don't get released if it's a manager switch within the team. So they had an illegal player. So luckily, and unfortunately at the same time, the admins all felt really bad about having to hand Milan a default when the game should have finished level because, truth be told, Spurs got butt hurt. That's the start of League One. Hey, way to go, Spurs. I'd like to Ooh. point it out. It wasn't even anyone on Spurs who pointed it out. It was just some random person in the support channel. Yeah, like someone in the chat was like, parking the bus? And then like, it, t- it took off like a McCarthyism era witch hunt. God. Anyways. Well, Atletico and AC Milan sit joint third. Milan would be sitting in third had it not been for that mishap. So Minnesota United first, Tottenham second, 49 and 47, but there's a 12-point jump between second and third. And that is kind of a testament to the, I guess, shallowness of League One. It's not a terrible league, but there's some, you know, there's a few main teams that really stick out. And the two teams up top are where I expect them to be. Atletico. I said I was expecting a lot out of Atletico after the kind of early, like, average start to their season early on, and now them sitting in third is pretty accurate. I thought they were a good team and would put in a good shift. AC Milan as well. Galatasaray actually sneaking in there at fifth, only two points behind. Jakub, what do you guys, how do you guys feel about the season so far? What's been your biggest setback, if anything? What have you guys been looking forward to game by game? You guys confident that you'll take it home? Uh, I don't know. We just show up and we win every game. Like, I feel like fucking Spurs, Milan, Atletico, all you guys practice. And, and we, we fucking just show up at 8. And then we leave at 9. Spurs uh, practice? Yeah, yeah. We, we haven't practiced in like a million yeah, years. Really cool. I, I would. Yeah, that's a damn lie. Yeah, Outside of top right 5, you got... Barcelona's got 32 points, 1 point off Galatasaray. And there's kind of a gap. Between them and the rest of the table, you got four points between Barcelona and Real Madrid, and then five points between Real Madrid and the very, uh, very recently vocal Santos. Yeah, they, uh, they've been chatting a lot on the Discord, but currently they're only staying eighth in the table. So uh, it remains to be seen if the remainder of the season they're going to be, if their play is going to be more representative of the trash talk they've been doing. And then past that, there's, uh, a large grouping of teams between 16 and 22 points, starting with Monaco and then followed by Napoli, Dortmund, PSV, and America. I think an interesting team here is Napoli. Uh, our former podcast host, AJ, who many people probably know, 
the whole AJ out movement. They've been having an interesting season. Zero draws, seven wins, eleven losses. They've been hanging around the top half of League One for the last two seasons, and then seeing them in the bottom half of the league. Anyone have any thoughts on that? Dude, it's been a pretty much a yo-yo. Their form hasn't really been consistent, so they could have a really good game day. The next shit the bed, and um, it's probably gonna be a lot more shitting the bed now that uh, longtime co-manager of Napoli, Smokebreak, is left the club. So they're probably gonna move down the table a little bit more in the next uh, few game days. Well, their defense has stayed pretty solid, and we'll get to this later. But A. Vols, who's made his way back into the team of the week this week is kind of been an anchor in that back line for Napoli, as well as Jeepers, who has been getting a lot more recognition and getting the recognition he deserves for putting playing you know lights out as, as their keeper. But they're really more, now without smoke break especially, they're going to be a more defensive-oriented team. They're probably going to be looking to get out on the counter and use their defensive strength to hold, att- to hold other teams off. Yeah, we played Napoli in the Cup uh, last night, and you can definitely tell the difference of, the, of him not being there. They played... In- a little bit more reckless, and I mean, no offense, but if you allow me to square a hat trick on you, then you got a little bit more problems than you think, because I'm I'm hot garbage. And then moving on from then, the relegation zone. I think so far Porto has looked like a near lock to get relegated with only five points through 18 games, but the other two teams, Leipzig and Ajax, both having 15 points, only one point off America, who's not sitting comfortably there, right outside the relegation zone. I think they have a decent shot. Who would you guys think is the best candidate to not get relegated out of Leipzig and Ajax? Well, Ajax started the season well, and they did really well in the preseason cup, and they think they've just... this is, so It's a lot of people that played with Chivas last season where it was a team that struggled to always get more than 6 or 7 or 8, and I think they started the season where they were playing with more 11... You know, 10-11 guys, and I think they've slipped back into not having a full squad all the time. So if they can get people back on and playing, I think this is a team that should be mid-table. But if they can't do that, then I think Leipzig is probably a little bit more likely to potentially push out of there. <laughs> I feel like neither of them. I feel like both of them have zero chance of getting out of relegation. I just think they're both worse than everyone else. Fair enough. And then moving on from League One, we have League Two, which so far has been a one-team, arguably a two-team race. But if you look at goal difference, it's a 23-goal difference between Olympiacos and uh, Leo. The water is not. Or water. How do you feel about how you guys have been playing at Olympiacos this season? Pretty much normal. Yes, it's not a very competitive. Not not to not to disrespect any other team that participates in the league. I mean, League Two's first season. A lot of people probably getting engaged for the very um, so you know expectations need to be tempered. But um, our team is 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 full of veterans. I think Wish had touched on this the last time he was on the podcast. Uh, we've been playing FIFA for quite amount of time. A lot of us are quite competitive. A lot of us have played with Super League players and League One players and. Just like uh, Minnesota United says, we show up, we get the job done, and then we leave. Mm-hmm. Let everyone else stress about second, bro. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not. I'm not here to talk shit about other people. Whatever they got to do, they got to do. But it's just unfortunate we had to start in League Two because we could be competitive in League One. We could be competitive in Super League. We've proved mm-hmm. it time and time again. So 
think you guys have definitely separated yourself as the uh, best team in League 2 so far. And Leal over there is holding strong to their second place spot there. Most likely going to get promoted. Uh, the rest of the table is uh, fairly even. Gank and Fenerbahce at 28 and 27 points at third and fourth. And then besides them, everyone is... I wouldn't, I don't want to say out of the race, but they're pretty they're much... At, they're out of the race, yeah. Out of the race, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, even second place is... Well, honestly, we... we we put the team together, speaking on our behalf, we put our team together probably like three weeks before the season started. Struggled to even find people until uh, until opening day. And and once we opening day came, for the luck of the, whatever the luck of the draw or however you want to explain it, we happened to find some really quality players. And so everything up until this point has just been about building chemistry, building chemistry, building chemistry. And we're starting to gel now, so... Yeah, so I think probably the rest of the season for you guys, you could argue, would be preparation for a run in League One next year, making sure you just keep the same guys together and don't have any blow-ups. It will be fun. We look forward to it. So, Lille's been your closest competition this season. I think you've played them twice so far. We have. Do um, you think they're ready to compete in League One, or do you think they maybe need a season in League One to kind of, uh, figure some stuff out? <sighs> I've, I don't remember who said that earlier, but um, somebody had made a comment saying that there is absolutely no shame in getting promoted and finishing middle of the table. And I think that's about where Lil's potential. Uh, I definitely think they could be competitive with a majority of the teams in League One. I don't necessarily know that in close games they'll always be able to pull it out, but I think that they can put themselves in, in competitive situations where, just like uh, the kid from River Plate said, you know, anything can happen on any given day. You know, as long as you come to play and you have a, a positive mentality, like like things can fall into you, just go play and see what happens. And then my last kind of question on League Two is, I know you guys are way ahead of everyone else, but are there any other teams that you have played this season that maybe have given you a tougher challenge than you expected? Um, teams that they just maybe added a couple pieces or had a full squad more often would kind of uh, be able to push on maybe compete for the title. Up until this point, no. Um, but what I will say on behalf of two teams that are starting to kind of turn the page, so to speak, uh, Red Bulls just came under new management and uh, their results as of late have been completely different from the results that they had in the beginning portion of the season. I mean, I know we're still only at the halfway point, but you can still divide half in, into quarters. So Red Bulls are starting to turn the page. And I think, I know their new manager, Yadboy, is, is pretty consistent on the boards. I know he's definitely trying his hardest to recruit some players. Unfortunately, being in League Two, that and it's the new season, or the very first season of League Two, it's, it's difficult to recruit players. A lot of people out here feel like they're better than they really are until they get exposed. And so they're shooting for League One teams or they're shooting for Super League teams when they really don't have any business playing on those teams. So, you know, as a manager in League Two, it's a little bit difficult. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a challenge to try and get good quality people on your team. But with that being said, he's done a good, a really good job at bringing people on board to change that culture a little bit. And then secondly, um, Valencia. Valencia is a little sleeper team. They played us tough the first time. We actually had a draw against them. I don't know if we took a night off or if they played really, really well. But um, 
I've been looking at what they've been doing in the cup games. They've they've had an upset or two in the cup in the cup rounds, and I feel like you know a lot of people don't because of their record. They don't really take them very seriously. But I wouldn't sleep on Valencia. I, I like their squad. I think they're I think they're better than than people give them credit for. Awesome. That's uh, that's that's really good insight. That's kind of stuff that we can you know for people who aren't playing in the league, we can maybe look at the best goals from the league, look at the standings, look at a couple of results, but. It's hard for us to really kind of know what's going on down there. So um, thanks for coming on and give us some insight on League 2. All right. Thanks, everyone, for watching this week's episode. Watching. Listening to this week's episode of the PCN Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.